Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. And I am your host, Nancy Hugo. So if you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. Well, today is January 14th, 2024. Many people welcome the new year with thoughts of remodeling. I said most people do, not everybody. You know, we got the ones that have done their remodeling and they're very happy with it. So most people go through the holidays and they go, okay, now it's time to remodel. We've worked in our kitchen or our bathroom and we're looking towards the project. And a lot of people want to tackle this themselves. Well, today, my guest is Ed Bainey. He is a general contractor and owner of the remodeling firm, LLC. And he joins me to chat about what homeowners don't know about remodeling. So listen carefully if you're planning on picking up that saw. Ed, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Nancy. Good morning. Good morning. So um, how long have you been remodeling? Next month will be 20 years. Oh, a little bit of music there. 20 years, that goes by fast. It sure does. And as I tell people, it's going to take them a while to do their remodel, but then they're going to look back and enjoy it. So let's talk about what, since you've been doing this for 20 years, what do most people ask you when you approach them? They've called you. They've said, okay, we want to remodel. Say it's the kitchen, just for the sake of argument. So most people will ask the timeline, first and foremost. Um, then we go over budget and so forth. We have a, a process that we use as far as uh, giving them timelines and stuff. We'll walk them through the steps. We'll let them know the downtime areas uh, as far as the project. You know, certain things will happen real quick and other things will take just a little bit longer. Uh, we always have them keep their existing appliances until the new ones arrive. Ever since COVID, there's been an issue. Uh, most of it's done now, but we still we're still doing that for right now. Do you set up a uh, quasi kitchen? I mean, I if, told if people, they request it, yeah. we do. Some some will request it. The last one we did just literally wanted a microwave in the garage, and and she was happy. So <laughs> there's other ones we'll have, do temporary cabinets. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people look forward to eating out a lot, and a lot of people don't want to do that, especially if they have kids. But I've told them that they can use the kitchen, the, the bathroom sink. Sounds kind of gross, but um, in a microwave and some of them have barbecues so they can go out to their patio and cook. So it's not a big deal. No, most people do get creative. Um, But then some things happen where it might take a little longer. So did you ever give them an exact date for the finished project? No. You Never. can't, right? Because, you know, you just can't guarantee them. I mean, you can give them an estimated date, but things happen. Uh, they just do. You know, you, you can't be responsible for manufacturers. You can't be responsible for stuff that comes in and you know, it has yeah. to be warranted and sent back out. So you just, you can give them an esti- estimated timeline and you can get real close to it. But there's there's things that, you know, that happen. I think the the biggest thing in 20 years, what I always try to do is we try to get them within the timeline of the demo and the clean phase is what I like to call it. It's, it's when, you know, they can walk through the house and everything's clean and there's just a few things that are going on, adding some doors to the cabinets, um, adding a chandelier or something like that. They're living in the, basically in the house. 
Right. Uh, and it's nice. It's just the small punch list. And so yeah. The thing that I try to uh, convince people not to do is remodel a kitchen just before they're going to have a wedding or just before they're going to have those 50 people for Christmas because invariably something goes wrong and then I'm stressed, they're stressed, and they shouldn't do it. They should do it and give themselves and us plenty of time to complete the project so that they can enjoy it and that we're not a nervous wreck, right? Correct. I don't I don't do that anymore. I've done that in the beginning. I think that my first three years we'd have uh, it was more uh christmas time and you know weddings and so forth and and we just don't do it anymore uh, right back then right. it was a lot easier you could get almost nail it or just a little bit after but uh nowadays no i don't i don't guarantee timelines anymore well gone are the it. days when you can actually get cabinets in a week yeah yeah and that doesn't happen anymore people so don't count on that i remember somebody was Oh, it was Christmas Eve and the countertops didn't show up. And I offered to have them come to my house to make cookies. You know, we'll do anything for customers. But there's a cutoff. So if somebody decides to remodel their kitchen in November, I'm sure you say the same thing. Wait till January. Yes. Right? We do it all the time. If Well, I mean, if, if the client is really pushing for the holidays. We do have clients that uh, they just, they, they don't mind losing that holiday. They'll go to their other family's houses for the holiday and so forth. So they're okay. But other than that, if they're, if they're going to have family over then absolutely we wait till January. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to budgets. This is a big nut to crack, especially now <laughs> with the prices of everything going up. How do you come up with a budget to make them feel? Well, actually, let me go back to, they should have a budget and then you work with their budget, possibly what? Correct. Um, that's one of the first things we ask if they have a budget. Um, you know, sometimes clients don't want to give you your budget, and it, it makes it a little bit harder. But a lot of times what we do in our process now is the client comes in, they tell us what they want. We'll, we'll ask them to send us pictures. So uh, we used to do the whole entire valley. Now we've kind of narrowed it down just into Scottsdale where we're at. And uh, um, we, in 20 years, we've almost been in every – every little area and complex so we can kind of go off of a different uh, job that we've done and give them a round number. And if they're okay with that, then we can kind of help them with the budget. And, well, and you proceed. know, when I introduced you, I forgot to say that you have your business in Scottsdale. So people listen to this podcast all over the country. So if you think you're going to get Ed to Chicago, especially in this weather, forget it, but take all the, the items and and the um, bullet points that we're talking about, and then talk to your contractor about what we're talking about. So the whole idea is to give you thoughts and ideas about your renovation. And if you do live in Scottsdale, then Ed would be available. So let's go back to your budgets, like you were saying. So we, uh, we give them a budget. If they're happy with it, then we have a, a design estimation fee, which we normally take off the cost of the entire uh, project if they go with us. And then we'll put together all the designs as far as kitchen cabinets, bathrooms, and so forth. We can put it on a CAD program and then sit down with them and uh, go from there. And uh, it's a 
worked very well for us for some time now. Good. You mentioned before that a lot of people don't want to share their budget, you know, and I've run into that a lot because their feeling is, well, if I tell you my total budget, yeah. you're going to use it all up. Yeah, it's not the we, case, but yes. Yeah. We actually need the budget people so that we know what direction you're going in. I'm not going to figure a high-end package of appliances when your whole budget is the total amount of appliances. That doesn't make sense. So you have to share that with us. Otherwise, we're wasting your time and our time. Correct. And the other thing is, going along with what I just said, and I did have a customer who walked, he had to leave for work. So I was with the, his wife and he, in his parting words, he said, and don't design something expensive, but remember, (laughs) it's not the design that drives the cost. It's the items that you guys pick out. It's the cabinetry that you want. Yes. It's the, the mainly the appliances, There's good, better, best in everything. And this is why the professionals guide you to that, to help you with your budget. Not that we want to be nosy and use it all up, but we give some really good advice because we have a lot of experience. So it's, it's not that we're trying to go into your bank account and use it all up people. No, but there's a, there's a big difference. I mean, when people come into our showroom, uh, the first thing they do is they walk over to the $5,000 Waterstone faucet, you know, <laughs> and that, that doesn't necessarily set the budget, but you know, it, it definitely, you have to let them know where, where they need to go. Exactly. Depending well, on the part of that is education, Ed, don't you agree? Because yes. it's not like buying a pair of shoes. How many times do people shop for a faucet? So would they automatically know the good, better, best product? Um, items in you know in those categories no no they just like you know they they pick the pretty stuff i get it it is gorgeous (laughs) yeah well most of the time women will gravitate towards the most expensive thing we've been conditioned to do that that is true (laughs) that is true you know the other thing i was going to tell you about the budget is uh when we do put the budget together we we let them know to try to set somewhere between 10 to 15 percent aside in case we have anything, any work change orders and so forth as well. And that in case usually happens to be true, you know, whether it's uh, delays or changes or price increases or something, right? Correct. Yes, correct. Or the unforeseen problems where you then have to pull in that structural engineer because something happened. You never yes. know. Correct. It's it's almost like exploratory surgery. You have a pretty good idea when you see the structure, but you're not exactly sure until you start pulling drywall out and looking at things. So, yeah, um, that yeah, unless you have a crystal ball. Um, I, I haven't found one of those yet. I, I know. I, I like well. <laughs> I like when people go. So as soon as you walk in, they go, "When is this project going to be finished?" Yeah. We need all the parts and pieces to determine that. And even then, like you said, we have to give it a couple of weeks added to what we think. That is correct. On that note, I'm going to talk about, because we did talk about uh, appliances, Monograms appliances. They're great. They're, um, they're actually very smart appliances and you can get a, an app, it's called a Smart HQ app, to work with your appliances. 
Again, like I've said so many times, you can't get the app without the smart appliances, but you could get the smart appliances without the app. And the app will actually help you um, timing, um, I guess, if something goes wrong with your appliance, your app will tell you. Also, smart appliances will update automatically if you have a smart oven. The um, the guys behind, you know, all of those guys who do the software, they are adding and updating recipes. Sometimes um, it's kind of a shock when you go on over to your oven and you see a new recipe that popped in there. Definitely worth it to investigate monogram appliances. Now, if you're remodeling or even if you have appliances that have broken down over the years and you have to replace them, Go to the showroom in your area that has working monogram appliances, and if possible, if they have um, a, um, if they have classes that show you how these work, uh, take the time to learn how the appliances work before you purchase them. The worst thing you can do is get an appliance, put it in your house, and decide this is not what I want. Your appliances should be based on how you cook, the space you have and the budget you have. So think of those three things. Go to monogram.com to learn more about those appliances. And again, visit the showrooms. Do not try to buy appliances online. Not a good idea, right? Right, Ed? No. Yes. You want to touch and feel those appliances. It's a great appliance. And I like the classes that some people offer because you can actually be involved in the class and try to learn how those appliances work. Um, and I had a client who said she wanted everything, and she had the appliances for like six months, and she never used the steam oven. She literally mm. didn't know how to use it, wasn't interested, and they sold the house, and she never did use it. One of my favorite pieces in the kitchen. I cook out of that all the time. Love it. Well, there again, you're the general contractor that cooks. One, yeah. of those, <laughs> one of those unusual people. Okay, so, um, you know, there again, I we talk about people doing their own remodels versus uh, people who are professional at this like yourself. So the advantages, I would think, if uh, somebody wants to remodel their kitchen, number one, if they don't have the time, if they are in a whole different area, like an accountant or an insurance guy, it it actually behooves them to get a general contractor. You can save them money and you can save them all that stress so they can throw all that stuff at you. And then when they when the job is finished, you know, they'll be happier and less stressed. Right. That is absolutely correct. So one of the advantages of using a general contractor is because, number one, you've done this before, right? Uh, a few times. A few times, yeah. So you have your team put together. That is correct. A lot of times people, the do-it-yourselfers, will call an electrician, and they're, they're not put on the top of the list because they're not the reoccurring project or they're not the reoccurring um uh, person that this electrician is used to working with. So talk about that as an advantage. Oh, it's a big advantage. You know, we have our subcontractors that uh, we give them a timeline where we think that we're going to need them. And they kind of open that pick up because you never know if someone's going to be finished on a Tuesday so they can start on a Wednesday. So we just tell them it's within that week time frame or week and a half, however long it's going to take for that particular subcontractor to do the job. 
and it seems to flow a lot easier that way. We do give space in between each subcontractor for delays and so forth, and it tends to work a lot, a lot better than that. We, we, we have sold cabinets only to clients, and we have had you know the situation where they're, they're being their own general contractor, and that is the one thing that you know cabinets is the hardest thing out of everything, and it's the one thing that they they tend to make mistakes on scheduling and and uh, it's. It, it's the hardest part of the whole job is to schedule subcontractors and have everything flow correctly. That's the key. And that's what I tell people. General contractors are actually babysitters. They have Correct. to schedule and they have to make sure that the subcontractors don't work on top of each other and that there's no gap time. So it's actually an art that people don't yes. understand. So when the homeowner says, hey, there's a day yesterday, nobody was here. You know, th- and then they think, well, so nobody's going to show up, but there's a system for that. Yes. So for us, we, we, we put together the schedule and they're able to go into our, our program that we have and they're able to uh, look up the schedule and, and we, we, we give gap days uh, in between. And usually the sub is done early so we can get the other guy in early. So it, it helps the schedule, but at least it gives some time. So we don't have to worry about someone saying, well, I'm booked up for another month and then you have to wait. Yeah. Or yeah. you have to, the tile setter has to come back and grout. He can't do it the same day that he's laying the tile. A lot of people don't understand that there is a system. It, you know, it flows, Correct. especially when you have experience doing it. So mainly I was, I made a list here of what homeowners need to know, especially if they're going to, tackle this themselves, which I hope they don't. So delays are normal. Don't get all bent out of shape if there's a delay somewhere. But uh, have you experienced, Ed, any delays because of the uh, supply chains or the, uh, well, I'll tell you one of the ones that I experienced, but go ahead. Give me one of your scenarios. We have, I mean, appliances and and believe it or not, uh, electric. So, you know, chandeliers, lights and stuff. There's a time when that was a year out, year and a half. I had to wait for a fan for over a year. The client knew. We gave him the heads up that it was going to take some time. But, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Well, we can start with uh, cabinetry. A lot of people think that the cabinets are going to be made in two weeks, you know, depending (laughs) on the cabinet company or whether it's um, custom or a box cabinet. They're just not waiting in a warehouse for you to pick out. So that takes no. time. And that's why we don't tear out until the we know the cabinet delivery date, right? Correct. You know, some of the cabinets are RTAs um, and import cabinets you could get sooner, but they're usually not the ones you want to use. Yeah, uh, right. Your good quality mm-hmm. cabinets are going to take some time. We're, mm-hmm. we're, our, our line of cabinets is anywhere between four to eight weeks, depending on what you're asking for and so forth. So yeah. it takes time. Yeah. You mentioned a good point, the quality of the product. If you have to wait a little bit longer, it's worth it than getting something that you're going to get quickly and then it's either going to fall apart. So as contractors or designers like myself, we tend to steer away from the um, the items that we know have fallen apart in the past, maybe? That is correct. That is correct. Um that's not a budget you want to you want to uh, not spend on. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to save money in that area. I, 
as much. It's just one of those things in cabinetry, you get what you pay for. So well, that's uh, pay a little thing. bit more and get something that's very, yeah. very nice. Yes. yes. That, that even goes back to shoes. You get what you pay for. Your mother said that, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Um, I was going to say, talking about the supply chain, I had ordered a tile, floor tile from Italy. And everything was fine, except there was a problem with the Suez Canal. And so mm-hmm. it took several months to get here longer than what was anticipated, unfortunately. And the homeowner was really understanding because it's not a secret about the supply chain, about the ships coming over. And, you know, I try to stay away from, and I will just say this, I stay away from things made in China. And... Mm-hmm. The homeowner did prefer the Italian tile, but you have to wait. So it's worth waiting for. I just got to say that. Who doesn't like Italian? Right, right. I said, th- you know, and I've always said this, anything made in Italian or in Italy is worth waiting for. Yes. Anything. And that's why a lot of people are visiting Italy lately. I don't know what it is. So, uh Let's talk about moving out of their house. If they're doing a project, depending on the scope, when do you suggest that it's a good time for them to move out? So uh, a lot of our clients like to stay, but some of the big projects, obviously, they're going to have to move. I usually like them to to move out a week or so before we start because it takes time to prep and so forth. There are certain things that you do have to prep, even if you're going to be ripping everything out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to close off the HVAC ducts and so forth. Um, yeah. And then we, we try to get all the demo, the framing, the electrical plumb, rough plumbing and the drywall up as soon as possible. Uh, so they can, depending on how it, we work it and what, what we're doing, sometimes we'll, we'll make a makeshift master bathroom or master bedroom for them so they can move back in mm-hmm. to help with their timelines. So basically, if we're going to remodel a kitchen, well, nine out of ten times, they don't have to move out of the house. No. But if you're, for instance, going to replace the total flooring in the house, think about this, people. There's no way that you can stay in the house unless you want to move into the garage. Yeah, not if it's tile. I've I've lived that once. Yeah. And every time I come back, tiles were moved everywhere, and they blamed it on the dog. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no. I, I would suggest that if you're going to move out, people, Find a place in advance. If you know you're going to remodel, kind of put your feelers out and then move close enough to number one, if your kids can stay in the same school district. I mean, you can't transfer them, but that's a lot of driving. And number two, a lot of people like to visit the house often to see what the progress of the remodel is. So don't make it more stressful than it is. We did talk about concealed conditions as part of the remodeling. Nobody knows what's behind the walls, in the ceiling. You never know. Um, there, Just recently, I did a house remodel, and who knew that they needed a new roof, total new roof? And these are the things when you're looking in the inside of the house, you kind of don't think about the outside of the house. But this happens, and it's not anybody's fault. It's the age of the roof, maybe, or uh, what happened with the house before you moved in as a second homeowner. So, again, it's it's happened. It happens a lot. Okay, so what do you do, Ed, when people change in midstream of the project? 
Oh, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, to be perfectly honest with you, it's very rare that they stick right to the schedule. So there's a lot of work change orders. The last, and and it's hard. Um, The last client we had, we had uh, 47 change orders. 47? Um, 47 change orders. Wow. And uh, if you don't plan in advance and we did we planned in advance we had set everything and then you know sometimes clients can't they change their mind midstream they see something on hgtv a friend tells them try this and so forth and you know i think we went through uh three faucets in the kitchen hmm. and um well did it's, you it's purchase, not easy so did you purchase the first and second and then had to return them oh that's that would be funny yeah, uh, no, no returns on some of the stuff. I've had restock. Yeah, yeah, people don't understand the restock, restocking fee that's charged because if they're nice enough to give that to you, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. that happens. But uh, but that's why we put that in the budget uh, for for work change orders and so forth. Um, yeah. Thank God that we were still within our ten percent on all those change orders. Well, that's why it's important, A, to work with a professional contractor and B, to work with a designer so that everything is specified before you start. I would suggest that once you make up your mind, stay off the Internet and don't talk to you and don't talk to your friends too much like, oh, I like your faucet better than the one I picked. You know, you have to be sure. And that's why working with a designer will help. They advise you, they give you the pros and cons, and then you make that decision and then you order it and then you don't change your mind. Right? Yeah, I really wish I had you on that project. (laughs) (laughs) So if you do have change orders, let's keep it down to one or two if that's possible, because it's going to change your finished timeline and also your budget is going to be affected by it. Right? That is very correct. Yes. So before we go into my list of if you're a do-it-yourselfer, what you should know, I want to talk about Studio 41, my go-to for all of my plumbing fixtures and my wonderful handles for my cabinets because they have one of the largest selections I've ever seen. And not only that, they are Kohler showrooms, so they have it all. They also have 11, I think it's 11 or 12 showrooms in the state of Illinois and one in Scottsdale. So if you live in Illinois... And if it's not snowing, you can go see their showrooms. And if you're around the Scottsdale area, and we don't have to worry about snow, then you can see their showroom, which is unbelievable. And so uh, they have a lot of different things, items for your bathroom, and that's why they're my source. I suggest you go on their website, Studio 41. I'm sorry, that's shopstudio41.com, the number 41, shopstudio41.com. You can shop online. And going back to what I was saying about Monogram, I think I forgot to give you their website. It's a simple monogram.com. Try to keep life simple. So there again, you can check out Studio 41. So let's go back to my list of do-it-yourselfers that they should be aware of these things. What do you think? Should we attack that list? Sure. Um, First of all, I'm not crazy about do-it-yourself people because, I mean, even though they're nice people, invariably we get the phone calls, right? Correct. 
Yes. Okay, I and started you have this to fix project. What they did. Yeah, help. What do yes. I do now? We've done a lot of that in the past. Um, you know, you got to go in and you have to basically tear out most of what they've done and then start over again, which is going to bring the cost up even more. So, um, you, you know, if you really know what you're doing, that's fine. But uh, a lot of times when you're starting to, to mess around with electric and plumbing, you should that most definitely spend the extra money to have someone license in there. Cause that's, that's, that's something could do some so serious if, damage. If you're a do it yourselfer and you're moving the plumbing, like people think they can do that, but they can't. Mm-hmm. Do they still have to have an inspection on their, if they do it themselves, the electric and plumbing, even though they're not licensed, they're a homeowner? Uh, no, but technically if in, in the plumbing area, if you move a main plumbing, like a drain more than three feet, then you're supposed to have a permit hold for that. Uh, electrical, if it's your house, you're able to do it. Um, I can't begin to tell you how many times I've went into attics and saw electrical uh, extension cords uh, going from one wall to the other and stuff. And that's, you know, it's a major fire hazard. It's not worth the issues. I was going to say, nobody would ever know that until the house goes on fire. And you don't ever want that to happen. No. And the second thing is when you go to sell the house, if you've done this yourself and you've jerry-rigged a lot of stuff, it's going to come back to bite you. Inspector will catch it, I promise you. The home inspector when they go to when yes. the new buyers come in, yeah. So then you're going to have to redo it anyway. So it seems like it makes more sense to get the professional at the beginning of the project. That is correct. Now, we're talking simple. You want to put your own wallpaper up, fine. You want to change out a chandelier, you know, without killing yourself, Um yeah, that's fine, but we're talking major, major stuff. I mean, yes. there's very yeah. few do-it-yourselfers that really are familiar with all the trades and can do everything themselves. That's correct. I mean, if you're gonna, if you want to pull down a wall and open things up and so forth, you really need to know if it's a bearing wall, and because if it is, and you pull it down, there's there's all sorts of things that could happen. It could happen right away. It could happen in a week. Could happen in a year. It all depends where it's at and what type of weight that's on it and so forth. Yeah. I've actually been approached by homeowners who they get the bill and then they go, and before they get the budget. And then they say, well, we're going to do our own demo. The thing I don't like about that is, mm-hmm. you know, they think they invite their friends over. They have a beer party. They all have a bunch of hammers and they go crazy knocking things down. You don't know what you're going to ruin. Correct. Right. They, uh, my favorite is the flooring. So they pull the flooring and they leave all the thin set on the floor. So they didn't technically demo anything. They got rid of the tile, but the thin yeah. sits there. So it still has to be removed. So it's technically you're removing the flooring. So yeah. And then yeah. you're going to have to pay for that. So you did it halfway. So did you save yeah. anything? No, you made no. a mess. You did have your, your demo party, but you didn't accomplish really what you needed to. So I suggest Go straight to the general contractor. Go straight to the designer. Work with the professionals. Make sure that the job is right. And then if there's something that you don't like, you have somebody to point to, right? And that we, is correct. we have solutions when something goes wrong. So what's your parting um, comments on what we've talked about, Ed? What do you suggest? 
Well, I agree with you. I mean, hiring a general contractor definitely helps you uh, in all sorts of ways. And it, and it guarantees you, I mean, you make sure you get a contract because it, 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 it saves both of you and make sure everything's down in writing. Right. Uh, line item everything with your outlines, your specifications and so forth. Make sure the contractor's insured, bonded, licensed. Make sure that he's using insured, bonded, licensed co- subcontractors. And if, if he's not, at least they're under his license as an employee and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast on what to know before you sign that contract. Um, having a contract is great because I've seen too many contractors that go, I don't worry about it. We got that covered. Here's here's one bottom line amount and they don't give you um, any, the specifics of what they're going to do. So you can go back to that podcast and listen because I think it's important. And the other thing I think is important is that you get recommendations um, from yes. people you know about the general contractor and go see his work. Correct. If, if they're if they're good, they're proud of their work. And they'll have they'll have recommendations and so forth. I, you know, I would say that probably ninety five percent of my work is referral work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other five percent are walk ins that come into the showroom, and uh, and you know my clients are just tickled pink to let someone walk through their house and show what we've done for them. So yes, um, don't be afraid client. to ask for that. Yes. yes. You want a happy client and you're not going to get one if you make a lot of mistakes. That is so, correct. Yeah. The reputation of a general contractor is very important. I want to thank you for adding uh, all of your comments. I think this was fun. You'll probably be back doing another podcast as soon as I I'd come up with a creative subject. Uh, uh, it sounds like fun. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me on this. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. I really like when you subscribe, not just me, but all podcasters like when people subscribe, at least they know that they have that given amount of people that are listening. And don't forget to share these with your friends. There's so much information on all these podcasts that I've been doing. It's an education about anything having to do with your home. So share them with people that you know would take advantage of all this information if they're going to remodel or if they're building a house. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Ed about building, remodeling, what general contractors do, what designers do, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Well, that's it, Ed. I think this was a lot of fun. It was. Um, And everybody stay safe. And if you're in that blizzard, don't go out. Have some hot chocolate, sit by the fireplace, and just wait till everything thaws out. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye now. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.